Hey everybody, Jamie Rutsky here on the Ladder Side of Baseball, and we are glad, tickled, pink, that you guys have decided, and girls, to join us today uh, for the presentation of the 10-day mark in the season. So they play 162 games. They are roughly 7.357% done with the season. And let me tell you, the Cubs are really in deep trouble. And they were in deep trouble last year. They couldn't hit deep trouble the year before. Couldn't hit deep trouble all the way going back to the World Series and the playoffs when they won in 2016. I've been saying that you can listen to any podcast. People think, oh, you're negative. They're really good. No, they're not. Their batting average against starting pitchers continues to be under, I bet, 120, a buck 20 against starting pitching. And, uh, you know, the only way they get their batting averages to look sort of good is because they beat up on people. Well, they haven't beaten up on anybody. They played the Pirates six games, and uh, I don't think they are uh, four and six after ten games. They beat the Pirates two out of three, and then they beat them again, and they beat the Brewers. So I think they've beaten the Pirates three games and the Brewers one game. Three out of six with the Pirates, one out of four with the Brew Crew makes it four and six. And let me tell you what, things ain't looking up. So if David Ross isn't the answer, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I think Rossi is the good answer for the team. The pitching coach is okay. The hitting coach is horrible. The hitters are horrible. What, what are you going to do? Season's over. Mark my words. They could finish below the Pirates. They should. Anyway, four of them now have contracted COVID or have been placed on the COVID list. That's zero last year. Now, what's going on? What's different? What are they doing? I don't know, but uh, that's not good. Speaking of news, and we like to report crazy news on this show, um, just when you think that you can say pretty much anything you want on a podcast, it's got to be remarkably accurate, or at least if it's a public figure going back to the New York Times case and my brilliant studies of tort law, tort law, not eating tarts, but tort law. Basically, if uh, it's a public figure, you, uh, you can say pretty much whatever you want unless you know that it's intentionally false. All right. That's why I'm not a law professor. Did anybody understand that explanation? Probably not. At any rate, so Joe West today, it came out, was awarded in a lawsuit, $500,000 against Paul DeLuca, who in a podcast said that a pitcher in Major League Baseball bribed Joe West to expand the strike zone. Huh. So, West won, got $500,000, and, uh, you know, it's interesting I always think of having a litigation section, and now uh, we do. We've got the case of Joe West versus Paul LaDuca, and uh, we'll get into that. We'll study up for it. We'll brief it, and then uh, we will present oral argument for both sides. But obviously, uh, LaDuca's lawyers laid an egg, and hey, that can happen. So anyway, the season, 10 days old. I'll tell you the most remarkable story, I think, 
is that the Red Sox get swept by the Baltimore Orioles for the, the first time in like a gazillion years of the Red Sox lose uh, the opening series getting whitewashed. Three zip. They have now won seven in a row. They're seven and three and in first place in the East. I, I, you can go back and listen to my predictions. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, the Rays are sort of playing okay, but they're, you know, they, <laughs> God, you can't get rid of these star pitchers and then expect to, expect to win day in and day out in Major League Baseball. Either if you can, then the product's getting really watered down. Um, and, and maybe it is, I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably um, as good as it's going to get. There are some problems, and I think we're going to talk on because it, they just don't ever change. They don't ever change. And I referred to it in the last, one of my last podcasts, the one that was the intro into the Bobby Denier podcast. By the way, if you haven't listened to the Bobby Denier podcast, you need to listen to it. And you also need to listen to my opening day podcast because it is actually pretty funny talking about the food at Wrigley. So now let's talk about the food at Wrigley. I'm glad you brought that up. So I take Easter Sunday off, and I spend it with the family. Uh, Monday, eh, who wants to go to a Monday game? They're generally not that good. Tuesday, first night game at Wrigley, I walk down to Wrigley Field, and I have spectacular seats. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm there just to the right of the scouts. I mean, I'm in about the 10th row, just off the plate. And I'm having a great time, except for the fact that uh, the Cubs are getting no hit again through six innings by the Brewers. And that matchup is tonight again. For the third time, I believe, it's Kendrick versus Woodruff, or whatever his name is. We'll get that clarified, because I'm going to head up to uh, Miller Park tomorrow and uh, expect to see... Arietta versus Burns. That's a pretty good matchup. But here we go. And the standings reflect some strange things. Number one, as I said, the Red Sox are in first place in the East. The Yankees are 500. The Rays are 500. Eh. The Orioles are 4-1. and one. So since opening weekend, they're 1-6. and six. Uh, Cleveland's up. They blew the game against the White Sox. The White Sox closer that they paid a gazillion dollars from is giving it up. And he swore last night or the night before. It'll never happen again. Never happen again. I promise you folks from all the way down in Sydney, Australia, this will never happen again. The Royals are 500 and the Tigers are 4-6. and six. The Angels are a great surprise in the American League. The Astros are doing pretty good. The Mariners are doing surprisingly well. Rangers, predictably bad. Oakland, predictably bad. Now we go over to the National League and the East. So the Phillies are 6-3, and three, playing pretty good ball, and they're the only team over 500 in that division. The Nationals are not so good. The Marlins are really bad. In the Central, we'll get to that in a minute, the Dodgers and the Padres are the cream of the crop. The surprise so far out of the gates in the West, the uh, Giants, 6-4. and four. And the Diamondbacks came back and beat the Reds a couple times, so that was good. Let's go to the Central, my favorite, National League Central. Uh, Cincinnati, I've been touting these guys for two years. They are awesome. They are 7-3, and three, and uh, their run differential is 23. 
and uh, the only other team to have a 23-run differential is uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles. Uh, the Padres are 8-3, and three, so those guys are off to the races. And um, so you have slow baseball, you have bad umpiring, and you have a product that Major League Baseball is in trouble with. And so what they've gone to gambling, and uh, we talked a little bit about that. We'll talk some more about that. But uh, I think it's funny that you got gambling, you got Pete Rose, you got Joe Jackson, and now you have Joe West, all with the little common thread about gambling and gambling in baseball and what that does. Now, LaDuca accused Joe West, and nobody likes Joe West, except it doesn't matter because Joe West loves himself as much as all of us together. And so he may be a great guy. I don't know. He's not a bad umpire, balls and strikes and all that, but just, you know, like Palermo would be, call the game. Don't don't be the show. Uh, but uh, Cowboy Joe, or whatever they call him, you know, is, uh, is, a, is a decent umpire. He's annoying from a fan standpoint. I don't know the guy. But, you know, before he won a judgment of $500,000 against a podcaster, um, you know, before that I would have probably said something mean about Joe. But right now, uh, although I'm judgment-proof, I think that, uh, and, and that means I don't have any money to satisfy judgment. So, Joe, if you don't like what I'm saying, I don't think that this rises to a cause of action against me for libel, slander, or anything like that. In fact, I'm saying nice things about you. I don't really like the, your style, but I believe you have now umpired as many games as anybody in baseball, or you're right there in the top three. And... Um, you know, now I have to go back and statistically validate what I said so that you don't maybe... Now you're not going to sue me. I mean, why would you sue me? I haven't said anything nasty about you that's wrong. Most fans don't like you. And you got a quick trigger. And all in all, I'm down on the umpires. You know? Man, oh man. Here's the deal. And it, it, it happens every year. It happens a lot to Arietta, who I'm going to watch pitch tomorrow. Here's the scenario, and again, I said this this happens, and it is irritating. If you're going to do anything, expand the strike zone as an umpire. Don't shrink it. So the, this happens in the first inning a lot. And, it's, and Lester, it happened, to, it happened to John Lester all the time. You throw a borderline pitch, and you don't get a call. So you come back, and you throw another borderline pitch, and you don't get the call. And so maybe you walk that guy, and then the second guy gets a borderline pitch, and you don't get the call. And finally, you get pissed. It's human nature. You throw a ball right down the friggin' middle, and they blast it out of the park. So it happened to Hendricks in the opener. Happens to Arietta a lot. And um, I am for, I've never, ever thought I would say this, but bring on the robots. Yeah. Artificial intelligence beats any of the guys. Now, sometimes, occasionally, they're very accurate if you believe those little boxes on TV are accurate. So anyway, that's the deal. I'm down on the umps, down on the length of the game. Um, I, we need a buzzer to get the pitchers going, and that would help. I'm trying to help baseball, you know? I'm trying to help. Get a better product. Get your concessions better. Get your innings shorter. Get your balls in play better. Oh, my God. 
Can you imagine going to a four-hour game and seeing your team get two hits? I mean, can you even imagine ever going again? No. And it's not like it's a steal to go buy your kid a jersey or a ball or whatever. It's just like pay through the nose. Anyway, that brings me to the Chicago Cubs and another one of my pet peeves, the Marquee Sports Network or whatever they call it. The Cubs ran off WGN, which should have initially triggered to me termination of my season ticket, but I didn't. And I still got them. So Len Casper decides it's time to get out of the north side, and he goes over to the south side and uh, does the radio and is really, really better on radio than he was on TV. But he was pretty good, and he brought out really good participation by J.D., Jim Deshaies. Then... When Casper left, they got to film, and what do they do? They go to Shrimp Scampi, Boog, and Boog was pathetic. I'm not Boog. Don't sue me. I'm, this is my opinion, okay? I'm entitled to my opinion under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So, you know, I'm not saying anything that's that's nasty. I'm just being giving you my opinion, giving everybody my opinion that wants to listen. And I know your name's not Shrimp Scampi, but it's Boo somebody. And I know that you are liked by a lot of people that I like. But I did a comparative analysis the other night. I listened to Shrimp Scampi do part of the Cub game. And I listened to Dwayne Stats do part of the race game. And let me tell you what. One is in the Major League, should be Hall of Fame, of baseball announcers. I don't care whether he's doing radio or TV. The other guy. Oh my God. He and Deshays. Now, and, and so now Deshays has got his marching orders to be funnier than Shrimp Scampi or to be more knowledgeable than Shrimp Scampi or to just talk. I mean, I guess the production strategy of the Marquee Sports Network is not only just let the picture do the talking, but talk about anything but what people are seeing on the picture. That is the marquee mantra. So here these guys are the other night, and, you know, the Cubs have their problems, and Baez certainly has his problems. Why anybody throws him a fastball is beyond me. But anyway, slider down, slider down, slider down, slider down. He'll swing, he'll swing, he'll swing. Slider down, slider down, slider down. Option him out to Des Moines. I mean, but no, they throw him fastballs, and every now and then he catches up to it. So, and every now and then they hang a curveball. If it's not down, Baez can hit a curveball. This is not a headline. Baez good hitter, but I mean. Come on, man. He just has no control over that pitch on the outside corner, which dives down to the catcher's right and the batter's away. So here Baez gets a hanging slider and drives it in PNC Park's power alley heading toward the batter's eye. And now I'm sitting there on TV and I go, bam, that baby is hit out of here. No question about it. Shrimp Scampi and JD take at least half of the ball flight before they stop talking about some stupid thing. Uh, 
It's the worst home run call because they weren't paying attention. Now, anybody knows the beauty of baseball is the spontaneity. It's like hockey. You know, it's the, the scoring a goal in hockey may be the single most exciting event in any sporting activity because it's unexpected. You just don't expect it, but it happens so quickly and so beautifully. Maybe soccer, but I just don't want to put that on the same plateau. Oh, my God. Can't do that. So anyway, they miss a call. They talk about the most ridiculous things. I mean, Finn Scully made a living out of talking about second-grade teachers for Paul Molitor and all that stuff. But Vin Scully had this poetic way of expressing himself. So he could have ex- he could have described the confines of the stadium every night. Yes, fans, it's 325 feet down the line. That would be bring it on. It's like Euchre. He can say no wrong. Just talk, Bob. We just want to hear you talk. We love your voice. Dwayne Stats to me is the same way. Because he just broadcasts baseball. Now, he and his Brian Anderson, um, they, they do a great job. And they basically, I'd say 95% of the game is talking about the game. 5% is talking about other things. But generally, those other things involve the player. Uh, Shrimp Scampi and JD talk about 5% of the game and 95% about, I don't know what. I mean, he's a sabermetrician times 50. And maybe that's why I don't like his broadcast. He seems like a nice guy. I'd love to go out and have a beer with him. I mean, who wouldn't? I would love to meet the guy. But, whew, he's so boring. So boring. But Cubs don't care. I mean, they don't care about much of anything. Now, I did on the fourth game I went to. So now I've had great seats, different seats. The fourth game I went to, and that was... Another no-hit bid, uh, Peralta, who, by the way, has like more strikeouts in the last three years than Scherzer. <laughs> Some crazy stat. The guy's good. He's their fifth pitcher. Anyway, he's throwing a no-hitter. And, and uh, anyway, I go down early in the game, and I decide that their hot dogs could not be as bad as they were in the first game I went to. Second game. So I go down in a box again, in a bun, in a box. Put the, and this time I just say, just give me the mustard. Don't waste the ketchup. It's a ketchup shortage. There's a ketchup shortage in the world about packets of ketchup, like you get at Mickey D's, not a sponsor. And so I said, save the ketchup, just give me mustard. So they, you know, the first guy, man, for this horrible dog gives me about 10 packs of mustard. This lady gave me two. So it's a little light on the mustard, but the bun was pretty good. And the Vienna beef hot dog was edible. So I gave it one mustard stain for the bun, one mustard stain for the hot dog, and that was it. Okay? So... Below average, below, below average, but still, you know, it was cold. It wasn't anything great. It certainly wasn't grilled. It wasn't broiled. Well, I don't know what it was. But anyway, enough about the food. So tomorrow, I'm heading to Miller Park, and that is going to be a fun day. And, uh, you know, we hope to spend a little bit of time with uh, our good friend Craig Kashan uh, before the game. 
I'll watch his show. I think he's doing the pregame and postgame. And we'll head over to our good friend Brian Ward's House of Prime. And we will have a very nice postgame meal and a little bottle of GTS wine to celebrate the third anniversary of uh, the passing of our good friend, David Earl Nelson. So we're going to do that, and I'm sure there will be some Nelly stories, and that's going to be a good time. So I'm going to leave you on segment one. With that thought, we're going to head to Milwaukee. We're going to podcast a little after the game. And then the week after that, we're heading to Baxter Springs for the start of Grassroots Baseball's Drive to the West. And uh, the folks who created this great concept, Grassroots Baseball, uh, will be in Baxter Springs with Wayne Metcalf the hero of youth baseball in the Baxter Springs area. Guy's amazing. Guy's amazing. He's part of a podcast. He was part of the podcast. We enjoyed it. Now we're going to uh, go meet with Jeff Adelson, former president of the Major League Baseball, of the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And uh, outstanding photographer, Gene Firth. For, you know who I'm talking about. She's my idol. Great book. Great photography. Oh my God. Very good. So that's it. I, you know, I gotta say, so far the season has laid an egg, and uh, I am hoping that something fun and exciting and light comes our way on this trip to Milwaukee. And I think it will. So, hoping to run into Uke. Hoping to have a little steak. And uh, I'm going to try a bit of sausage at the ball game. And I, I'm, I can pretty well guarantee you that it will score above one mustard stand. Yes. So, let's take a break. Let's hear some music. Get a good night's sleep. And tomorrow, we will come to you from... Ward's House of Prime.